Welcome to yet another edition of the Rancho Radio Podcast. You know, we're heading into August soon, and August is a particularly exciting month because it's the month of Jesus' birthday, according to the Rancho Papers. And so we'll probably spend some time over the next couple of podcasts exploring some interesting parts of Jesus' life. And I hope that that's okay. I haven't really delved into, but there's so much to his life that's just so enjoyable to retell. And I'll enjoy doing that for you. But this time up, we're going to talk about something that's very important, something that is vital to the human spirit. We're going to talk about prayer and what it means in just a moment. All right, welcome to the Urantia Radio Podcast. My name is Jim Watkins, and I'm here to God speak you. How do you pray? How do you pray? You close your eyes and put your hands together and get on your knees. And then what? And then you open your heart. That's how you were taught to pray. That's how most of us have learned to pray. And it's probably the most appropriate way for people to pray. The vast gulf and distance between the Supreme Creator and you is almost inconceivable. And yet, because he has his spirit fragment in you, you can place the call. It's, a, it's a, always a collect call, and he always pays. And it's an open line. You know, there, a good friend of mine turned me on to this uh, old teacher of the Arantia book, Bill Sadler, and he said something remarkable one day that I just, I just, it stuck in my mind for a couple of weeks. He says, you know, I'm a little bit, uh, what was the word he used? It was a great word. You don't hear the word very often, but it's a good word. I was a little bit uh, askew or a, something like that. I think I have it here. I'd have to find it. But anyway, it's. He says, I, if I go to God directly, he's, he's got a big universe to run. But his spirit fragment, he's got all the time in the world for me. And he's right, because that, that spirit fragment lives inside of you. 
And think of it as an, uh, we have this uh, machine in radio, it's called a skimmer. And what the skimmer does is it's constantly recording. And then when it's done with the recording, it stops it, files it away, and then it starts a new recording. Well, in many ways, the thought adjuster that is talked about in the Arantia book is like a skimmer because it's constantly taking in your life, my life, our life experiences, and it is spiritizing your life. It's taking all of your experiences and somehow spiritizing them, pulling out from those experiences the spiritual value of that experience, someone you love, a relationship that you have with your children or a good friend, or maybe it's some task that you're having to deal with at hand and you're, you're determined to do the task in the best possible way. And so that experience becomes spiritized and held in sacred trust by this spirit fragment. And you say, well, why would God want to do that? Well, see, that is the whole point. Because, see, I say this, I say it, I understand it, maybe other people don't. God is existentially perfect. There was never a time in time when God the Father was not perfect. He, was, he is existentially, eternally perfect. There is nothing outside of God. And so even still, God said there has to be something more than just existential perfection. I'm perfect. But what about the experience? How can I achieve experiential knowledge, wisdom, to the fullest possible extent? Certainly God knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. But he lacks one thing. Experience. Living experience and the relationship with the other. Because when two people have the same experience, that's a whole new set of reality. When the, when the Father created the eternal Son in that existential moment, and then the conjoint actor came into being, because the conjoint actor was necessary in order for these two personalities now to communicate, that set everything else in motion. In fact, it was such a powerful event, such a powerful event, the third source and center, uniting the first and second sources of center or deity, and that became the Trinity. The Trinity was activated, and woo. What comes into existence, Havona, and it's one billion perfect spheres that encircle the Isle of Paradise, the residential home of the Trinity and God the Father. And then subsequent to that comes into formation the seven super universes. And that's where the magic begins. That's where the chefs start to create their stews and the different sections of the galaxy, the known universe, the known living universe, the first stage of super-universe creation. And we are on the outskirts of the seventh of those seven universes. This is all spoken of in the Arantia book and beautifully illustrated 
And what is the spiritual value that comes from having this knowledge? Whoa. Look at how we went from 14 billion years that the universe was old, estimated to be. This week they announced, well, we made a little bit of a mistake. Turns out that the universe is actually 26 point something years, billion years old. 26 is just from 14, which was already a pretty big number, to 26 billion. You know why? Because they discovered an earlier universe that predated our current universe. And it's so far away and so huge, it could not have existed 14. It would have required much more time for this universe to uh, not only get to where it is in its distance from us, but to be that size. So they're speculating now that time was somehow different back in the day, and they're stuck on the Big Bang. And they don't understand that the universe is circular. It's infinity. It's a giant wheel. If you look at an atom, if you look at a, a, neut- a, a, you know, a neutron, what's spinning around it, right? Proton and electron, it circles around, circles around. And you get the molecules and what circles around them. And then everything circles around each other. In terms of matter, you've got a solar system, just like you have electrons and protons, and they circle, and they have this force. You know, space is not empty. In fact, the further they they delve down into the microscopic, the more they realize there's just more empty space. You know, you have uh, Sufis and people who are enlightened, and they'll tell you, you know, we're all connected by molecules and energy, There's energy that flows between us. You ever have somebody walk into a room or you get into a conversation with them on the phone and there's just sort of an energy that you feel from them, either good or negative. The universe is energy, but it's energy put into motion and it's directed by mind and it's evaluated by spirit. Spirit is the flavor. It is the value assessment of the mind recognition of its environment. So when we pray, what are we doing? We're making the connection between you out here and God who's over here and that spirit connection that bridges the gulf. It's like Bluetooth. I say, you know, it is a lot like Bluetooth, the way that your headphones will connect to your device The device is God, and it's connecting. The device is looking for those those spirit fragments that are out there that are born into all the worlds of evolutionary life. And he is personally knowledgeable of every every living thing. The sun knows everything that's going on. The sun is actually our father's son the eldest in the family. And the conjoint actor, the spirit, knows all too because the spirit is the conduit by which God's fragment can can exist and coordinate the two identities, the two personalities. God's personality and your personality are bridged by this spirit fragment. In fact, it's the only thing that makes it possible for us to escape materialist the fetters of materialism, it's one of my favorite words, 
the fetters of materialism because we are in a body. We, we are housed in a body. Our body is our arms, our legs, our heart, our beating heart never stops beating. And yet we have a mind that moves in reality. It moves in the environment and it has choice to go left or right, forward or backwards. It makes decisions every single day. We feed our body so that our mind can continue on. We actually give energy to our mind to continue to make decisions, to have relationships, to think about new things, to discover new truths. Our mind is, is super material. And then there's above the mind, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit energy. And you as a mind have a choice between following and working with that spirit energy, making good choices. Whenever you do a good thing, you are doing something that is spirit driven. When you decide you want to feed someone who's homeless or you want to take on an active cause, it is the spirit that drives you. Because that spirit is God. God is only good, only loving, only merciful. So anything that replicates that personality trait of God is representative of that personality trait of God. When we pray, we seek connection with that God. We seek connection with our destiny and our source for personality. And that's what I'll leave you with today. So whatever the method that you use in order to reach out to the Divine Father or His Son is perfectly acceptable as long as your heart and your mind are truly desirous of making that connection. You're not doing it with preconceived words or a re rehearsed prayer that was taught to you when you were young. Now, those things may get you into that space, but ultimately it's in your heart and your mind and your will that connects with God your thoughts. And he hears every supplication. He may not answer in our time frame, but if your prayers and petitions are sincere, the universe will respond. God will respond. And God is the Father and the source of the universe. So we work in tangent with this great creation to bring about the eventual evolution of the supreme being where we all play a part in getting God to that experiential level of supremacy. Not just so that he is existentially perfect, but by becoming experientially finalized. And then comes the next stage of adventure, and I'll share that with you. There's a whole plan. There's a plan that takes you far into the future. And I'm going to share that plan with you as I try to do on this podcast all the time. So we took a departure today and I wanted to just summarize the importance of having God in your life. And I, I hope that I have achieved that. I don't do it often, but recently there were changes made in my life that have given me a little extra time for, for thinking and doing the things that I love. And one of the things I love is talking about the Arantia book. So I thank you for listening. 
And I'll look forward to our next conversation. And if you have any questions or comments or requests, we not only have a, a listener line, which is 941-800-2937. That's again, 941-800-2937, where you can leave a comment or a question. But you've always been able to email me, your radio at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for stopping by and God bless. Mm-hmm.